From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, wherever you may be. Pastor Mike Douglas here, along with our producer and co-host, Elaine Harlan. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, wherever you may be around the world. Yeah, and uh, just so exciting to see all of you joining us from different parts of the world, uh, especially a whole bunch from Germany. Wow. That is just that is awesome to have yes. you joining us. And, of course, those of you uh, local with us here in the uh, Central Valley of California, always great to have you listening live with us as well. Just a reminder, friends, if you're listening to us live and you'd like to hear the broadcast again or go back and hear some of our archived broadcasts, you can go to www.lighthouselive.blogspot.com. I know, it always sounds like... Do it again, you're dying I'm, to, you know that. Yeah, <laughs> driving down the highway, i got a blog spot on my windshield. Great Lighthouselive.blogspot.com, and you can uh, hear those uh, those other programs. Our guest tonight, uh, Gardhall Wilson. Yes. One, and I, oh, he's a he's family. He's family home. here at ABC. Back uh, home. you got it. So it's, um, you know, I was just thinking as, as we were preparing... Uh, for today's program, um, in Romans, Paul in chapter 12 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. And, uh, you know, guard all, man, that's, you know, that's that's you. Verse twelve one there, having offered your body a holy sac a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. And we're gonna we're gonna unpack that in just a few mon- okay. moments. Right now though, let's check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. What will people be when they hear that Jesus preach? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey what's up? This is Michael Tate with news about another real life Jesus freak. It's 111 A.D. Before he is thrown to the lions, Ignatius prays, Father, make us more like Jesus. Help us bear difficulty, pain, disappointment, and sorrow, knowing that in your perfect working and design, you can use such bitter experiences to mold our characters and make us more like our Lord. We look with hope to the day when we will be completely like Christ because we will see him as he is. History doesn't tell us who Ignatius is talking about when he uses the terms us and we. But I think he's talking about me and you. Father, make us more like Jesus should be our daily prayer. For more from the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. You know, isn't that a great worldview? You know, that that pain thing we just try to avoid. But God God does some amazing things through pain, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Isn't it amazing? And, uh, you know, if, 
It's a good thing we're not God, huh? Boy. I mean, we certainly wouldn't want to do it that way. But, boy, in his, uh, his unfathomable love, why, uh, that's, uh, that's just one of the wonderful gifts that he gives us is, is pain and suffering. And, and what we learn from that is just absolutely incredible. Again, Mike Douglas with you along with Elaine Harlan and our uh, prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, Al Ramsey, with us. Uh, let's check in now with Brad Dacus. It's time for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. Due to the legal efforts of Pacific Justice Institute and others, the California Appellate Court, which ruled homeschooling illegal, has decided to rehear the case. This means that the original decision, which caused a nationwide uproar, will not go into effect as it is currently written. This is encouraging news to the tens of thousands of families in California who now educate their own children at home. Now, a new round of briefings will be held in late April. It will then take several more months to hear oral arguments and issue a new decision. It is gratifying to know that legal action and public and political pressures can have a profound impact on a court decision which is clearly anti-family and anti-parental rights. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. And we're back with you on Lighthouse Live. We take a look at the Volunteer Center of the United Way, an opportunity for you to volunteer we have Everyday Heroes, Do You Know of One? And I'm sure that we all can think of at least one. The American Red Cross Stanislaw Chapter is having their second annual Heroes Breakfast. Heroes Among Us, Ordinary People with Extraordinary Compassion. And boy, do we like that. This is going to be held Wednesday, June 4th at the Doubletree Hotel. The community is invited to nominate Everyday Heroes from Stanislaw County to be recognized in 12 categories, including Good Samaritan, Adult, Senior, and Youth. And it could be law enforcement, professional, rescue, medical, military, workplace, education, animal. You, I guess you could even nominate an animal. I'm not sure. I guess that category is open. Spirit of the Red Cross, uh, Stanislaw Hero of the Year. Nominees must live or work in Stanislaw County. However, the heroic act, uh, act may have occurred elsewhere and, and any time uh, within the last 24 months. Now, deadline for nominations is Friday, April 25th at 5 p.m. Volunteers, woohoo, this is where we come in. Age 16 years and older are needed to assist with event planning, all kinds of stuff, sponsorships, logistics, awards, mailings, and the day of activities, including setup, greeting attendees, and cleanup, and all those sorts of things. So uh, this might be something that you want to help out with, and that would be a worthwhile thing. Now, maybe golf is your thing. Or maybe not. <laughs> the 16th annual Sierra Vista Golf Tournament is going to be held on Friday, April 25th at the Turlock Golf and Country Club and offers a great day of golf, food, and fun while supporting abused, neglected, and emotionally disturbed children and families uh, in crisis. Uh, they are needing uh, volunteers age 21 years and older uh, and needed to assist with games, special whole contest. Uh, to set up raffle items, registration, and refreshments. And this is going to happen between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. And we'll give you the number in just a moment uh, to call for more information on how to volunteer for this. It would be a very worthwhile thing for you to consider. Also, uh, court-appointed special advocates. Uh, Stanislaw County, where you can speak up for a child as a volunteer advocate with a CASA program. This is pretty uh, detailed. Volunteer advocates are the voice of the dependent child during court proceedings. 
to conduct case fact-finding and produce a court report for all court hearing uh, dependent ch uh, children uh, during court proceedings to conduct case fact-finding things based on what is the best interest of the child. Advocate, well, you know that you know, gets this, overlooked so often, it doesn't really it? It really does. And, you, you know, know very, very neat. Our, our court system is no place for kids. They, they just get eaten up by this, the system. This is and, a, and, a, a very worthwhile thing hmm. to uh, consider getting involved in. Advocates are asked to volunteer an average. Now, this is kind of going to require some time, uh, so you want to think about this. 10 to 15 hours a month and commit to being available for up to 18 months so that you can build and maintain a trusting and mm. stable relationship. This is kind of important. Uh, the children are appointed in order to speak up for that child in court. Volunteers are appointed, I should say, and provided with a support system for training, guidance, and supervision. Up to 30 to 40 hours of initial pre-service CASA training uh, covering various topics such as the court process, mental health, uh, domestic violence, cultural diversity is involved in this, uh, and dynamics of the family. Volunteers also uh, compete 12 hours of dependency court observation. Uh, an orientation is involved in this, and that happens on Monday, April 28th at 6 p.m., followed by the training series that's going to be held Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday evenings between 6 and 9 p.m., beginning May 6th through May 27th. Uh, volunteers must be at least 21 years of age, computer literate with access to email. You must pass a fingerprint background check, and this is paid by CASA, by the way. Uh, you have to possess a valid California driver's license, provide, <laughs> Al says, oh darn, <laughs> provide a DMV printout and show proof of insurance. Uh, bilingual is a plus. That's always a good thing. Uh, and it, you're especially encouraged to uh, volunteer if you are bilingual. CASA of Stanislaw is a nonprofit organization that works with children aged birth to 18 who have become dependents of the court due to parental abuse, uh, neglect, or abandonment by providing vo uh, volunteer advocates, and, and to fact-find and provide the court with factual report based on the situation of a child and what it is the child's and that what it is in the child's best interest. This is such a needed thing, and you know, it, it's very good that we have these things. And volunteers who care are compassionate about these types of things, who have that passion and that drive to do these things, uh, are very much needed. You know, we often talk about the fact that our our uh, <clears throat> judicial system is based on not justice, right. but the rule of law. That's right. And there's a difference. <laughs> if you look at justice through God's grid and you look at the rule of law that we have, although it's probably one of the better systems around the world, it is imperfect as, as mm -hmm. far as justice goes. And, and uh, boy, when you get a, a, a child into that system, you know, it, it is an amoral system. You know, it, it is, is amoral, and uh, what what a wonderful way to bless children and, and look out you know, and and speak for them when they can't speak for themselves. You know, so if this really tugged at your heartstrings, dear friend, uh, we just would encourage you, or if any of these items did, to call Barbara Borba, and she's very reachable, a great person. She's at two zero nine. 524-1307, extension 113. Any of our friends at the United Way are. Again, 209-524-1307, extension 113. Or you can give us a call here at ABC because we'd love to uh, point you in that direction and, and many other opportunities to serve as well. And we are very reachable as well. 209-544-9571 is our number. And before we get into... 
uh, other good things. We have to pass along some fun stuff that I know my buddy Al and I are interested <laughs> in every single year because our friends at Healing Nations, Al, are getting ready for their annual strawberry breakfast and awesome raffle. That's right. Saturday, May 3rd. Al loves those oh, raffles. Oh, he does. Well, I do, too. Because we, yeah. get, oh, we get into some good stuff every year. He has the magic not? touch on those raffles. Saturday, May 3rd, the weekend of the Series Street Fair from 7 to 11.30 a.m. All the good stuff you can eat. Series High School Cafeteria is where this takes place. Adults get in for only $7. Children ages 3 to 11 for only 3 Babies to and under are Free, that favorite word. Walk-ins are welcome, takeout available. And, of course, this uh, is all to benefit Healing Nations, serving people on the west side of Modesto, and we just love that. And we happen to have, Al, look at this, two free tickets, but not for you and me, my friend. No, 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 no. How shall we give these away? Huh? What do you say? How shall we give these away? Um, Saturday, May 3rd, 2008, Series High School Cafeteria. These tickets will be available for, what do you say, Pastor Mike? Going, going, going. Hey, you know, just give us a call. Give us a we'll, call. Yeah, give us a call. Tell us you're interested, and and uh, we'll take uh, the first one that leaves us a message here because that's the kind. I don't of have a phone in the control room here, so you know, just leave, leave us a message. Tell us you're interested in the strawberry breakfast, and it is strawberry. It is season. Strawberry. You know, it's out, good. Oh, out there in Oakdale, mean. the strawberries are starting to appear. And these raffle and, uh, prizes are wonderful, are they not, Al? We have had some great stuff: chocolate baskets, and I mean all kinds of good stuff. Yeah. We've had your share and then some. So give us a call: two zero nine five four four nine five seven one, or email us, and and I'll tell you what two tickets and, the, and while they last so give us a call you know Al's looking for one of those uh, like Cabelco uh, things or uh, oh, yeah, right. yeah, one of those big yellow things that <laughs> digs real deep and knocks things down that that'd be his idea yeah, uh, cat nine or something. <laughs> yeah, a flower pot <laughs> what year is this what is your, like your fourth or fifth annual one of doing this oh I don't know but my, my it's getting uh, up there um, Again, folks, this is for Healing Nations, a wonderful, wonderful ministry that reaches out to the west side. And you better get your raffle tickets quick before Al wins them again. That's all I'm saying. You know, it doesn't matter what day I call. If I say chicken's ready, <laughs> Brother Gardal says, Hello? Hey, I'll be there. <laughs> hey, thanks for returning again, Brother. We just welcome you to oh, Lighthouse this is Live home. This is once home again because our chicken is your chicken. Our casa right. is your casa. <laughs> That's right. We're just glad to have you back. Carl, it is such a joy to have you back because as Pastor Mike was reading that um, scripture in Romans, it is a joy because you do. uh, You serve the the Lord with joy, um, and and, and you do consider it it all joy. I do. I do. And it's it's good to hear that um, that others see that on me Mm. because it really does um, encourage me to continue on. You know, because a lot of times we get we get tired. Yeah. You know, we get beat down and <laughs> just sometimes just want to throw up your hands and say, you know, that's it, I'm done. But our Father in Heaven's got other plans for us. He always tries. It brings me right back to it, and to be able to come on the show and and and, and talk about what it is that the Lord has us all doing, and then here's someone that just says it, and that's so important. Mm. And I think we should all really do that too. Uh, Bestow that upon someone that you see that is out there doing 
the encouragement. It is so important. Just that what you said to me then just, you know, lifted me seriously. You know, that that's an element. I mean, you, you look back in Old Testament times, and God was constantly saying to his children, memorialize this. Yes. You know, remember and, and create this uh, uh, memorial to what happened. Don't forget what I did, yes. you know, uh, amongst you. And I'm not sure we're real good at that. In our culture, are we? Especially in the times that we're living in now. Because, mm-hmm. Gardal, we were talking just the other day, and I said, how you doing? And, you know, the times that we live in right now are kind of interesting, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, unless you're walking with God, uh, unless you got God in your life, it's discouraging out mm-hmm. there. It's, it's sad, and um, the Lord is the only person that keeps me with a, a brighter attitude, knowing that it's gonna, one day it's going to be all done. And we're Amen. all going to go on home. And I want to be able to say, hey, you know what? Job well done. Mm-hmm. Good job. Carter, we, have, to hear that, yeah. we have listen, new listeners around the world and in Israel and Germany and mm-hmm. and uh, even in Kiev. Yes. Kiev in Russia. Yeah. You know, and uh, many have, have not yet been introduced to you. Oh. And uh, so can you just kind of give us a thumbnail sketch of what God miraculous things God did in your life and how he's using you now. Well, I, I was a wretch, you know, I was a wretch and lost out there, uh, in the world, the drugs, the alcohol, the crime, all of it. I was, I was lost and I truly believe that there was no way back for me. And I was prepared to just go ahead on and continue on to the grave. And, um, eventually the Lord saw fit to put me in a place where I could cleaned up and get my mind right and away from the drugs and the alcohol and all the distractions of the world that catches us up with them. Five years, wasn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that place was prison. Mm. You know. And uh, he gave me guards surrounding the wall and barbed wire and uh, guards watching over me all night long to make sure that I was safe, mm. to make sure that I was going to make it back out here to the job that he had for me to do, which I had no idea of what it was that I could be <clears throat> from coming from where I'm coming from then to where I am now. And the Lord has blown me up. I'm worldwide now because I'm talking to the world right now. <laughs> and these, these are things that are awesome and amazing mm-hmm. that God can do in your life from where I was, which was nothing the way I felt, but he knew different. And now here I am talking to people all over the world with an opportunity to tell them what, uh, my father, our father, has done for me. And we have just seriously grown. We are an unforgotten sober living room and board is what we do. Mm. Um, I saw this. The Lord gave me the vision in prison. I was doing five years straight for uh, all the crimes and things. And uh, he had me get my uh, my degree, which was mail order by mail uh, from an accredited school. It took me almost five years to pass a two-year course because of the correspondence and what it took. But it happened. Uh, before I was released, my parents gave me a house because I told her I wanted to begin to work with parolees and uh, to help to stop this recidivism rate that was going on mm-hmm. and uh, to, just to do my part, to stand out there and do something about it. And we haven't looked back since. That was 2002. Wow. And here we are, 2008. We have three houses, um, 18 to 25 clients at one any one given time, and we call them clients. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not just uh, p- 
people or individuals. We, we call them clients because um, a client you work for. Hmm. You do the best you can mm. for that client. In any sense of the word, out there in the streets or in the world, in the working world, your client, you are their employee. You work for them. You are mm-hmm. serving them. Yes, yes. we're servants. Yes, you know. So we have grown into this point, and I, I say this all the time. Here it is, 2008, our sixth year in business, and we owe no one. We've never taken out a loan. We've never, you know, all all on donations and all on God. God handles this. Mm -hmm. I'd say it all the time. A few weeks ago, I came into Elaine, and we were into a financial situation. Mm -hmm. And we prayed here together. Before I got back to the office, the prayer had been answered. The money was there. The money was there. Day before yesterday, we didn't know what we were going to do today with bills that were due today. In walks a client with a check in his hand wanting to check into our program. Mm. Everything's taken care of. Every time we have been in need, Father has been there. God has truly blessed us. You know, when, when did you start in 2002? What, what month? Do you remember? Uh, September. September. Mm. September September 13th, wow. you know, 2002, I was released from California State Department of Corrections. Mm. Is that right? And I was blessed. I had my parents that believed in the dream. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And it's so important that you, if you can, you have a support base. Mm-hmm. This is part of our problem of these returning uh, ex-felons that are going back. They come out, there's no support base. So we wanted to set up to be a support base for them. Many of them have burned bridges and can't go back to yeah, family. Exactly. Uh, family doesn't want to see them. They're dead as far as family is concerned. And it's too bad because I've seen men turn their lives around for the better. And now the families are missing out on this wonderful individual mm-hmm. that he's become. And um, he can't get in. He tries hard constantly to get back with the family and his loved ones because that's what it's all about, isn't it, family? And it is that, that road back. Is, I mean, everything's stacked against them, right? Everything is stacked <coughs> against you. Yeah. By, by the way, Advancing Vibrant Communities here was born in 2002. Isn't that interesting? Wow, we're twins. Isn't that see? cool? <laughs> Isn't that something? You know, God, God hey. was doing something. Absolutely. You know, and then we, because we met at uh, the, the PAC meeting. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Corrections Parole meetings. and corrections team. Sat right down next to each other, and yes. we've been going on ever since. Yeah. since then. You know, what an incredible organization to partner together yeah. in this community. I love what God is doing. Yes. Gardal, don't you? Yes, in this I community. I, I, where we see, and, and being with him, being with God, um, walking as a Christian, you have the vision to see the light, to see the good things that are going on. Right. See, so many of us in, in that uh, are hopeless, don't see any light. Mm-hmm. Just It's just miserable everywhere you look. I was driving through my neighborhood the other day again and looking in where the school programs have been cut. There's no after-school programs. Our playgrounds are deserts, are blank. There's mm-hmm. no children out there. The parks that you drive by. There's sinister-looking characters out there, but the kids aren't out there playing basketball. Mm-hmm. The merry-go-round sits still, mm-hmm. you know. There's no one climbing on the toys and different things like this because of the people that see no light. They don't see any hope mm-hmm. and are scared to death to have their children out there in the element that goes on. And it, it's the Lord that brings that hope. You and yes. I were talking a little yes. bit a while. So we're sitting down for dinner here before the broadcast. Mm-hmm that someone had approached you yes. about um, partnering or whatever. And what, what was the key thing that that, that person told you uh, that, that really said to you, wow, this, this deal is not going to work? What yeah. was the missing element? I, I asked him, uh, was, did he know the Lord? Mm. 
I asked him if the organization that he was representing were they Christian based? Did they know the Lord? Because that is essential in the day and age where we are. You need to know who you're dealing with as best you can mm. in all aspects of, of, of everything. It's all aspects. I saw the uh, Christian doctor's website page on the, on the Internet. And I, I said, well, now what is the significance of this? Christian doctors, and and, and and then it was, they're honest people. They're, they, they tend to be more honest. They are Christian-driven. They are to, by, by doing the right things, you know. And I looked at the hits that all these doctors were getting. I mean, enormous amounts of hits where all these individuals are turning towards these physicians mm. that aren't just for prescription medicine, a lot of holistic medications and, and herbals and different things like this, alternative medications that uh, a lot of people are seriously turning towards with the pharmacy scams and the things that are going on, you know. But I also see people getting well and walking out of hospitals and babies being born and, yeah. and yeah. the joy of individuals on their faces. And I always ask, and they're all with God. Mm. They know God. Amen. You have to know God to see any kind of light out in here that's going on now. Gardo, let's talk a little bit about the, the challenges, especially that men face, coming out of prison, mm-hmm. reentering society. I, I think there's a, a thought that, well, gee, if they just stay out of trouble, they'll be fine. But let, let's talk about the reality of that deck that's stacked against them and some of the obstacles that there are to surviving in, uh, in this free, newfound freedom that they have. Oh, absolutely. Well, the first thing about it is that um, my dad used to tell me all the time, um, you, you Sooner or later, you're going to have to answer for what it is that you do. Yes. Okay? Sooner or later, mm-hmm. son, it's going to catch up with you. And uh, society is, 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 is geared to where if I'm afraid of you and you're doing wrong out here and you're stealing from us or whatever, lock them up. Mm-hmm. Lock them up. That is our answer to this. And I'm glad that they locked me up. I thank God they locked me up. Yeah. I know I know that the Lord had a plan. But as they come back into the re, uh, reentry into the community, number one is stacked against them. You're an ex-felon. Okay, you're talking about applying for jobs. Okay, most of them have been locked down so far and have children. They have child support issues. Direct Department of Motor Vehicles mm-hmm. and child support mm-hmm. now work hand in hand. Mm-hmm. They are buddies to the end. Mm-hmm. Because they realize that an individual cannot work without a driver's license okay, or a Social Security card. An employer will not hire you in, in this day and age now unless you have a driver's license. How are you getting to work? Are you always going to have to be determined depending on someone to bring you? Well, therefore, that's a mark against you. Mm-hmm. Okay? Besides being an ex-felon, now you have no driver's license. You can't apply for a, a job without proper identification. We are at war. Our country is at war. Mm-hmm. Terrorist are the main concern of this country. And if you are a criminal in these streets, dealing drugs or doing crime, you are, in sense, a terrorist. Mm. Mm. Homegrown, they call them. Homegrown terrorists. Drug dealers. Burglars. Home invasion. Gangbangers. All terrorists. Mm. And we are at war. So our country is not only on red alert, but our communities are on red alert. There you go. Yes, yes. Okay. Home entertainment is a multi, multi, thriving, billion-dollar business. 
because they're thriving, surviving off of the fear of all of us about going out there in that world, taking your children to an event. You've got to hear the, the vulgarity and all these different things that are going on. Okay, men with their pants down around below their knees. These things, type of things. Yeah. Okay. In my day, you you showed your underwear. You were gay. Yeah. Yeah. In my day. What do I want a grown man to see the color of my underwear for? You know, Carl, I, I really appreciate how you address the men and some of the women who attend the packed meetings because, number one, they're mandated to be there. Absolutely. But you are so upfront with them in telling how it's going to be because, number one, you want to see the, the recidivism rate reduced. Exactly. We don't want to see them return back to the system. Exactly. And it's not going to be a walk of peaches and cream. It's not going to no, be a cakewalk out all. here. They're going to walk through some hard that's stuff. That's what we put out there. That's why this first meeting, that's, it's mandatory that they show up within 30 days of being released. So that I can tell them straightforward what's going on. Right. Okay. If you if you haven't contacted the district attorney's office and you got children, you need to be doing that right now. And that's what's so great about PAC, because in the PAC all meetings, yeah. DMV, Department of Motor Vehicles, Child Support, uh, Social all Security, the, all they're things, all, yeah, there they're all gonna be there with the uh, with the uh, parolees. Uh, files, yes. knowing all the information they need and know exactly what they, they need. they got your record. They you know, don't have to catch the bus and drive all over town. Right. The price of gas right now is, oh, is crazy. Incredible. So you can actually come into the PAC meetings and get yourself started on getting identification. That's the first thing we tell them. Okay. Number two, um, transportation. Number three, you have to have a phone to be contacted by an employer. So these are three things that are stacked against you automatically. Number one, you got to find a place to live. If you burned your bridges, now you have to find a halfway house, furlough house, or something like that. Stanislaus County does not have work furlough. Okay. What has happened is there have been uh, clean and sober room and boards that have sprung up that parole works hand-in-hand hand with. And I do want to say that but that's Stanislaus County Parole and Modesto City Police and Sheriff's Department are doing one fantastic job as best they can, as overwhelming yes, as they are, yes. with trying to assist in the PAC meetings and on the streets. I see officers now doing bicycle patrol, you know, uh, uh, actually opening up, talking to members of the community, getting some type of a trust or a rapport going with law enforcement to work hand-in-hand well, hand together to help clean up these individuals and get these individuals some help that are out there that don't see any of the light that we see. And the enemy has implanted a lie in there oh, that yes. they hear far more clearly than any shred of hope. You're they? never going to make it. You might as well, as soon as you touch down, as soon as you get out, pick up that bag and that gun and start back over again. Mm, yeah. You know, Gardal, you have, as we say, you've been there, you've done that, you've been through, as, as we were talking about, the storms, and, and, and even oh, even yes. now, as, as, as we face some of the, the financial crunches uh, mm -hmm. with the organizations and those gas prices and, and, and all of that that most of us are facing, you still... Uh, you know, plow through it and, and, and take each day at a time. You still are trusting him. You still praise him through all of it. And, and, and I just love that about you. And, and, and you still give hope and encouragement to others uh, who are doing that uh, as, as well. And, you know, the storms of life can be financial ones. Uh, they can be other things as well. And uh, 
through it all, you can praise him through this storm. And our song is from Casting Crowns, and we'll be back with more right after this on Lighthouse Life. I was sure by now, God, you would have reached down and wiped our tears away, stepped in and saved the day. But once again, I say amen, and it's still As the thunder rolls, I barely hear you whisper through the rain. I'm with you. And as your mercy falls, I'll raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away.
Casting Crowns, praise you in this storm on Lighthouse Live with Pastor Mike, Elaine, and Gardal Wilson. You know, hundreds of years ago, kings used to um, have anointed and appointed royal musicians. Yeah. You know, and Casting Crowns is kind of like the royal band of AVC. You, you know, know what? They can't sing a bad song. They, there is nothing they sing that I just cannot we, thoroughly endorse. We, the, I mean, nothing. We, their pulse. <laughs> Why? Exactly. Just, I mean, it's right where it's at. This Holy is from their Spirit. Life Song CD, and every single song is it's awesome. Awesome. Oh, awesome. It's awesome. great stuff. Well, we are so pleased <clears throat> to have Gardal Wilson, who is a winner with us tonight. I tell you what. Brother Gardal, we love having you on. We love hearing about what you're doing at None Forgotten Sober Living because you are serving your clients, your your people that you have there. And uh, I tell you, we're glad that you're here because uh, you're just doing a wonderful thing there, helping people to get sober, to get clean, to lead their lives like productive men. You're serving men there. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the main thing about it is that we're um, really assisting guys to remain sober. You know, uh, a large percentage of them that come out of the prisons are clean and sober. That's why we try to uh, get them right into the program right away. We've got a design now where they they step off the bus or the train. One of us is there to pick them up, either the parole officer, probation (coughs) officer, or one of my staff is there to pick them up. So they go directly to the program, and there's not a hiatus. Because a lot of the guys that you'll find that end up going back uh, have got that $200 gate money in their pocket, haven't been out in years, Parole drops them off at the at the bus station or the train station. Guess what? Come on, who's hanging oh, out there? Wait, let's no. think about this. I mean, this. all yeah. businessmen and entrepreneurs follow the money trail, right? Doesn't yeah. take okay. a rocket so science. They post up right outside those prisons because they know it's where these guys get dropped off at. You are Christ-centered, and you help these people get it together. You have to be. I mean, you have to be. There's no other way that I would be sitting here talking to you right now if I wasn't Christ. You've been there. You've done that. You can't make it any other way without Christ. Cardinal, tell us, uh, you know, obviously, probably not use names, but there got to be some stories over the past six years or so that have had an impact on you as you've watched many of these men uh, come out of prison and uh, go through uh, go through the program God has uh, anointed you to, to uh, administer. Um, maybe just take us through one or two of those life stories and, and just tell us how, how God has worked in the lives of some of these guys. Well, there's one individual that's in our program. We'll call him Tom for sake of confidentiality. And uh, I really wanted to say his name out because it's all praise to what he, what he has done uh, since he's come to the program. He's been with us almost three years. Mm. Okay, the program is usually nine months to a year. We feel that's essential to really get a guy established. We network with the labor places around town. Um, we're hand-in-hand with Interfaith Ministries who donate, do so much fantastic work, the Gospel Mission, and all the other agencies that are out here doing these clean and sober uh, living things. But uh, he came to us. He had no family. We couldn't find uh, a living relative, a lineage hmm. uh, to this guy at all. And to come to find out, his all of, once he was uh, incarcerated the last couple of years, the last remaining member of his family had passed away. That was his grandmother. And he had no idea. Uh, when he had, was released to us, he was going, walking to the same convalescent hospital that he remembered her in before he left uh, five years ago, before that. 
And every day he, we found out, we, he said he was going to visit his grandmother. Well, eventually it came to us to find out that she had passed away, and all he would do was go to the convalescent hospital and sit in the lobby mm. every day because wow. he claimed he was going to see his grandmother every day. Wow. And uh, we found out about it, so we had to try to figure out, well, how are we going to address this without you know, running him off, really, and making him feel because we realized that we were the last and only family that he had been. Well, to make a long story short, he uh, f- felt that this was the last place that she was at, so I'm here visiting her. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. He felt that she was still there. We grasp on to whatever is necessary to keep our sanity. Right. <laughs> and uh, so he continued, even after he knew we knew, he continued to go there for about a month or so afterwards, and eventually he began to stop. Uh, then he stopped going anywhere, period. He's on uh, disability, so he, he's, he's taken care of financially. But he's a member of our, our home. I asked him the other day, um, Tom, do you have some uh, goals, something you'd like to do? You're doing, you're functioning well here, and we want to know if you want to try to move you on. We try to move him on to independent living, getting himself together, mm-hmm. functioning back in the mm-hmm. world. And he says to us, he says, I, I'm ne- I'll never leave. Mm. I'll never leave. And I, I see this guy every day. And uh, I have to literally run him off the property to, to go down to the park or tell him, come on, come take a ride with me. i got to run around and do some errands and things like this. Otherwise, he wouldn't leave. But the, what I'm trying to say is he has, he's lost all hope. Mm. He, this, we are all he has, and that's, and that's his world. Well, my mom says, well, you know, let me take him to church. Because he wouldn't go at all. I couldn't get him to leave the premises, and you can't force them if they don't want to leave. And I couldn't get him to go. My mom was over one day, and she asked him, would you, would you go to church with me tomorrow? And he, he says, yes, I will, Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Kennedy. That's my mom's name, Ruby Kennedy. And uh, She's a lovely lady. She, 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 you give her <laughs> Oh, that's love. my queen. That's I just my queen. love your mom. And she took him. So anyway, Tom is now baptized and Amen. working in the church. Awesome. And uh, has met a girl in the church. And they're, you know, seeing each other appropriately. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it's just, oh, he's on fire for Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's on fire. He's volunteering consistently. He's gone like a man with a 12-hour-a-day job. And he doesn't have a job. He just volunteers at the church all the time. Isn't that great? Yes, it is. I love so, to hear that. He's volunteering. Is. I love that. He volunteers at the church all the time. He's going to want to volunteer for the hey. Strawberry Festival with Alan. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's an interesting dynamic, uh, Gard. I'll talk about that aspect of giving back i mean a lot of guys go into prison they've they've taken a lot yes. from society uh, what, what's the importance of them learning to give back in terms of volunteering i mean i know we need to get a job oh. i know we'd pay our way but what about that importance of volunteering and, and giving back something i'll speak for my own my own um feelings and the guys they echo that they echo that they feel that it's redeeming hmm. wow it's redeeming that's why mm. the best i can tell you it's like, you know, to give something to someone, help them in any way, shape, or form, no charge. Not expecting anything not in expecting return. Not expecting in return. But what And they to give. see the faces yes. on the people that you helped, Ooh. the impact that you have made. Because we're all multicultural there in the program. We've mm-hmm. got Asians, mm-hmm. Hispanics, mm-hmm. black, white, all of us. Sure. And these guys rise up every time we need something, as you guys know. Hey, right. ABC calls oh, us. We hey, we got to get families moved. We have elderly to get stuff storage, uh, graffiti painting over, mowing lawns now. We're doing lawns on our block. 
for those good that, for you. those that can't get out or don't yes. have a mower Keep or don't want to mow the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting them out, and we're doing so. We're doing neighborhood That's free yard good, cuts. Good, good, good. You would be surprised how many people now, since we've cut their lawn, will. There's no more trash out there. They're picking up the trash. You know, they're uh, coming Taking down saying, could you come down the and again yes. next week? You know, and so they're starting to take pride, exactly, yes. in what they have. So this is that giving thing that just keeps on growing and keeps on growing. And to see the, the, the appreciation on the people's faces. There you are. And the exactly. bewilderment. You mean, you mean you don't want nothing? Yeah. You mean, well, come on in here. Let me at least give you. No strings no attached. Strings attached. Amen. What you get in return is There is so no greater feeling in the absolutely. world for me mm. than when I help somebody. Amen. And they get that, too. Oh. oh and it's so much easier to help somebody when you're not expecting nothing in return. Amen. Huh? Oh, dear friends, we've got more with Gardal Wilson. We'll be back right after this. Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22:39, to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about ABC involves serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. ABC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and ABC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. AVC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. Well, it works. 
And I, I, I believe that as in our companies, as being uh, formerly a businessman in, in, in Stanislaus County and, and uh, other counties in the state as, as, as well, that uh, our companies were only as, as successful as our weakest link. And I believe that to be the same case in our communities and in our cities, that we can only be as much as we're going to be based upon the capacity and the ability of others to participate at an increased level and quality of, of life. You know, some of us can do, donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing vibrant communities, faith in action, pure, simple, proven effective, carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. I love that part when she says, thank you. <laughs> We're back with you live here on Lighthouse Live. Pastor Mike, Elaine, and Gardal Wilson. And so glad to have Gardal back. And we just talking during the break about how accountability plays a part of what we do as we are in ministry. And Gardal, it's a, a good thing that as we live our lives and, and as we notice that people are watching because they are watching us, aren't oh, they? Yes. Oh, All yes. Yes. Gardel, we were uh, we were talking a little bit during the break about accountability and how important that is, and, and how you know for for us who uh, who are at the helms of these organizations, we have to walk our talk uh, because, a, a, as you said, not only uh, is it uh, a testament to the Lord, but there are people waiting for us to mess up. Um, in Titus two, verse seven. Um, beginning in the last half of that verse, concerning verse 8, it says, In your teaching show integrity, seriousness, and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned, so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us. Yes. Now, yes. What, I, I mean, if, if you're going to talk about walking your talk, Titus, the, the letter to Titus there just says nails it. It says it all right there. It says it all right there. And... Um, especially in the field that I'm in, um, working with the people that I have, working with the, we call, you know, working with the fallen that have risen back up. They know every scam, every game, every, every trick there is. And to, um, be, have, and to be, um, involved in a program with, uh, me as the director with my previous history always arches an eyebrow. When I get when I give uh, people the insight of where I come from and my testimony, so it automatically always says, "Okay, well, you know, hmm, what's, what's this guy's angle?" They always say you got to have an angle, mm. you know, if if they don't have the light. Again, <laughs> they always figure that you've got an ulterior motive if they don't have the light, mm. and the light is to be able to see Christ on each other. Amen. Christ on each other. So it's uh, with with the job there. I mean, it's constantly, continuously. These guys want to believe in somebody, 
and they want to be know that you are sincere in what it is you're doing. So therefore, they watch and listen to everything you say, and we'll bring it back to you word for word, verbatim. You know, if it's in defense of something that they have done wrong. Right. Okay. So, yeah, so it's 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 it's. It, it, it's a wonderful thing because as I was telling you as we were talking at the break, I like it because it helps keep me accountable. It's sure. another structure for me, another guideline to help keep me on the right path because, you know, um, Satan's busy trying to make us all swerve. And we need so, that accountability. Yes, all of us do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. You, and, can't, you can't be a loner no. in, uh, in God's economy. You just cannot be a loner. No, you won't. You won't. You won't thrive. You won't get all the blessings that we all have to bring to the table with you for each other. Like Isn't it beauty? How, beautiful how the body of Christ was designed to function He's and to part. work together. He's part. He's how can part. the body of Christ come together to work with you and to help out non-forgotten sober living? Well, you know, always is always the mm-hmm. Almighty Dollar. Yay. That can uh, always that. assist, mm. but we uh, and that's always welcome. But are really uh, people's time with yeah. the individuals right. to come by and just sometimes just visit and say hi. How you doing? My name is such and such. We have so many in our program, like I say, that have burned the bridges and feel that hopelessness, like nobody cares. So um, just for some fellowshipping. For people to come by and say, hello, how you doing? Would you like to go have a, a soda or a burger? Or my how name accessible is. are you and how can we? We are accessible, okay. very accessible. Right. Through, you can contact us through ABC, yes, here, you can. Our, our home spot, or at um, Nonforgotten Sober Living, Modesto, California, 404 J Street, 95351, and, uh, or the phone number, area code 209. Four nine six twenty five hundred, always there. That's my umbilical cord. <laughs> I love your little message you have on there right now. Yeah, yeah that's cute. It's springtime. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everything's new and green. Oh, Are you ready like to it. start all fresh and begin? And go ahead and uh, leave that little financial donation. Oh yeah, most yes. definitely. I mean, because it always helps. Money always helps. Um, but we try to get into, um, we financially, as I was telling everyone else, I brag, oh, my God, all the time. Mm, okay? Yeah. Six years we have been in business. Amen. And it's all been up because of him. Mm-hmm. He blesses. We are. He has anointed his program. His, his program. What kind of visions do you have, Gardal? What has he given you? Oh, I want to, I, I, I want to so desperately um, open a place for women with children. Oh. There is such a need in this valley for mothers with children, single mothers with children, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from battered to addicted. Mm-hmm. But there's a, a need for homes like we have for the, the parolees and sober living. We need sober living mothers with children homes. Yeah, That is my vision. And also I have a vision, and it's not one of the most popular ones, but it is one that uh, we do all need to uh, consider, and that is the uh, sexual offender. And it's a taboo subject, and no one wants to deal with it. But um, I came to Christ, and look what he's done in my life. Mm. And I know, and I have guys in the program that are Christians. They have turned their lives, God has turned their lives around, and they have done some of these terrible deeds. But none of their deeds are any terrible than what I did. You know, and and talk about obstacles. 
you know, oh, talk about the deck really being stacked against you. And I'm not defending. No. I'm just saying the reality is uh, even if there's radical change, yes. you know, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the road to integrating back into society is a really tough one oh. because you've got a stigma. To t- and where do you go? Absolutely. And what do you do besides get bitter? You These know? people have right. been exiled. Now, they've done their – they pay their debt to society. And many of these young men, there's no, there's, a, there's no black or white. When we hear sexual offender, we automatically think of it, child abuse, sexual child abuse. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not only always just that, right. you know. We have some guys, and it needs to be uh, uh, determined just at the high risk and what's going on because these individuals are wearing ankle bracelets for the rest of their lives. A couple of guys uh, urinating behind a liquor store, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. and he's got a sexual offender be for the rest of his life. You know, uh, one guy was 19, his girlfriend was 17, and he has a statutory rape, sexual offender speech. So these guys are getting fallen between the cricks because now they fall, they got their life together and they're with God. But society has shunned them. Gardal, I can't believe how quickly time has gone by. Yeah, it's black. <laughs> we have to come back. Well, we definitely talk, we'll have another chicken dinner. Back. We need to talk you about the fire. There we go. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening again, dear friends at home. Don't forget to join us next week. Ken and Jane Muirs from Prodigal Sons and Daughters will be our guests. And stick around because our uh, our discussion on the book Heaven from Randy Alcorn is coming up momentarily. Thanks for listening. May God continue to bless you.